Hey, friends, and welcome to another episode of the podcast as we broadcast live from ESTO 2022. On this episode, we're talking with Patty Jane. She is from GVSU, and she runs Michigan Cares for Tourism. And as of right this very second, uh, they are celebrating their 10th year with over 4,000 volunteers over the life of the program and over 400 industry donors for this program that I cannot wait to share with you. And our guest for this episode of the podcast as we continue to broadcast live from ESTO 2022. She is not here live. She's actually joining us via Zoom. Patty Jane, how are you, my friend? Oh, you know what? I am lovely. And after a soiree like you all hosted last night, I am even more lovely. So I, if I may, let me start by saying thank you, thank you, thank you to MLive for graciously honoring our charity, Michigan Cares for Tourism, with donations from those fabulous artists last night. So It is, I- you know, absolutely our, our pleasure to do that. And that's obviously why we're here today, Patty, is to talk about Michigan Cares for Tourism. We are at a tourism conference. You were re- well-received last night. And, and I know uh, I... You, you know, because I was behind you, is hard to hear. But like, you have not been to an Esto before, right? This was kind of like your first instance, or have you? No, I have not. I'm a university professor by day yes. job, right? You know, yes. and I teach tourism marketing. So es- coming to Esto is like a little bit of a dream. But faculty <laughs> typically don't come to these things, right? So, so to have it in Grand Rapids is super wonderful to have everybody in Michigan. But, um, but I was yes, very excited to finally see all those great tourism marketers together in a space. Well, and what I was going to say is like you were they you were well received. They love the message. And so for people who might not be familiar with Michigan Cares for Tourism, can you tell them one, how did it start? Because I love the, the story of how it kind of came to be and kind of what it does. Thank you. And, um, you know, it's an emotional story for me because as a faculty member, you know, I work with students my whole career, but I've also always worked with the industry. I came out of industry. It was kind of a non-traditional academic in that um, got my PhD late in life, you know, but been teaching for 30 plus years. And so I always love being connected to the industry. And um, early on, I served on NTA's um, board at the time. And when they merged with the Travelers Conservation Foundation, like 20 years ago, I was on the founding board for Tourism Cares. And Tourism Cares did these amazing volunteer events. Um, They would pick one kind of iconic tourism site around the US at the time, way back then. And and my deal was if I was going, which I wanted to go, um, I would bring students because that's what I do. And um, it used to only be kind of just tourism professionals. And then because I was on the board, I just said, gosh, you guys, and they let me. And I brought my first students who um, back in 2005, actually, my first event, it was at Mount Vernon. And it really opened my eyes. But then the next year was Hurricane Katrina and they did an amazing event, 400 tourism professionals. And I brought 50 students from the university I was at, and it was life-changing for us all. And at that moment, as we traveled by motor coach, right, from Michigan all the way down to Biloxi, Mississippi, and worked on these nine tourism sites that were devastated. It was six months after the hurricane, and it felt like it was yesterday. Like, we had all never experienced anything. But you saw, you know, tourism was their economy. That's the base economy there. Like, it is so important to every location. And um, it was just a really amazing experience where I got to see students work alongside professionals and it was an even playing field. Like they had no trouble communicating to the professional. The professional had admiration for them because they were hardworking and they were polite. And 
And it was just, I go, oh my gosh, I can't capture this in a classroom ever. (laughs) Yeah, I I was, I was literally going to say like the, the radial effect of those sort of meetings. I wonder like if you could, you can't really measure stuff like that, but if you could measure something like that, what kind of like the radius effect would be by having a student be in a place like that, doing something that profound next to professionals, what happens next, right? Yeah, exactly. And it's, and it's about networking, right? But I also knew how I'd take students to a conference and it'd be hard for them, right? They, they'd mm-hmm. know what to say and yeah. how to interact. And, and it just removed all the barriers. But there was like this newfound respect for each group. You know, instead of students being, oh, parties or whatever, like in the eyes of a professional, there yeah, was like right, yeah. newfound respect for, for both groups. And so I just went, oh my gosh, I got to have more of that or I'm going to retire. That was it. But I was too young to retire. <laughs> That was it. I, I called it, you know, back then it was 2006. I was dropping the mic moment I did on the bus. I go, that's it. I'm done. Oh, too bad. I have little kids and I got to support them. <laughs> you know, like, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. So anyway, so what, so what happened is, um, four years later, I finally said, you know, I, I got one shot at this life. If I don't try this, I will regret this the rest of my life. And I knew in Michigan, we had amazing tourism destinations. We also had, um, our, our, state park system, the Michigan Department of Natural Resources managed, you know, 103 state parks, but they had 250 historic sites. And at the time back then, in like 2009, they had a $400 million maintenance deficit on those sites. Oh, wow. And it wasn't unlike what was happening in um, Italy and Greece, right? Places that countries were just, they didn't have the money to keep these sites alive, you know? So it was going to other important things, but we're going to lose them. So it made it an hour and ever. I had the right partners in place. And so I went to five partners and said, can't get this out of my system. I really want to replicate this in Michigan. We have need. I'm a university professor. I'm concerned about you all. Like I'm Switzerland is what I always say, right? Like <laughs> yes, I want yeah, you yeah. all to succeed and I'm tired of everybody working in silos. I got to go to a lot of conferences. This is crazy. You know, like why the tourism experience is everybody, right? So, and we can't do it without each other. So somehow we got to come together. So that's really how it started. And I decided I just didn't want to do it by myself. I couldn't do it by myself. It was going to work. And so I had, I went to partners and at the time I was at another university, but I went to Grand Valley State University and I said, Hey, I want to do this. I don't want to do it by myself. Are you guys in? And they're like, we're in. Cause it was a really philanthropic town for one Grand Rapids is yeah. it's also yeah, a yeah. giving university. I knew they were the right kind of institution to partner with. And then, and then I went to Pure Michigan cause they were key. And they said, Dave Lorenz right away said, Oh, we're in. And, and I go, oh my gosh, it was the most nervous I've ever been presenting to anyone because <laughs> yeah. I knew how important they would be to the, to the product. But then Indian trails, I knew I wanted motor coaches for free and Indian trails were like, we're in, we're going to donate those. And then of course the department of natural resources were, were like, yeah, we're in. So the irony was we, we all, and then tourism cares, I had the model. So I said to tourism cares, I was still serving on the board. I'm like, can we replicate it in Michigan? Can we? but it's going to be a zero-based budget. All of us have day jobs. None of This isn't to have an executive director. Sure. This is for all of us to be volunteers and give in a meaningful way. So thanks for that digestion. But it really started from the magic of watching students work alongside the industry in these volunteer events that Tourism Cares did. And, and we said, let's do it. And so the irony was, you know, this is, it's not a threatening sale. Like it's a, hey, does it work? If it works. Right. And I yes. tell people all the time, I, I'm a university professor. I'll do anything to make you people better, right? So if this isn't it, let's go do something else. You know, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> but for 10 years, it's been a, a good addition, right, to um, what we do. You know, it increased our volunteerism. 
um, as an industry, you know, I believe, but it's increased our um, communication. It's increased our sense of community, right? It's given us the same things, the magic of the tourism cares experience, but I think it's even done more because we all still work together on a daily basis, you know, it, yeah, our, our sites. This is where we live. This is where we work, um, you know, and we know from our volunteers volunteering. So for, for those maybe listening, I hope, and um, Michigan Cares for Tourism, as we describe it, is a volunteer partnership with all of Michigan's tourism industry to help restore our historic natural and cultural attractions. Um, and it's not just the Department of Natural Resources we work with, but we do work with other nonprofits, right? Sites like Lighthouses, run by a Lighthouse Society that has 100% volunteers trying to make that thing work and hard time raising money. And, you know, so it's, it's just, you know, we're, we're too special of a place not to make sure these things are around for a lifetime, you know, in the next lifetime and the next one. It's about, um, so with that though, um, 10 years later, you know, I pinch myself every day. We have a board um, representing the industry across disciplines and across geography. They, um, they're they the only reason, right, that we get to do this because right. it's, not yes. a, it's not a power board. It is a hands-on, make-it-happen board. And we've got to grow in different ways even beyond our events I didn't talk about last night. But um, we're trying to keep the needs of the industry in mind and what can we do as a, a collective body to make that happen. So. And what I, what I was going to say is I have not had the pleasure of, of joining one of these yet, but all of our staff members who have just rave about the experience, right? And so my question is, you know, how does it, what is the thought process between, I, I would imagine that you have lots of projects that either are coming to you or you have the idea of going to, how does one project get picked over the other and what's kind of like the way in which one gets highlighted and then you need the volunteers and you do the, the thing, right? You know that's a that's a great question, and you'd think you'd you'd think we'd have this laundry list of sites and just like oh my gosh we have so and it's not the case, because um, I often say there's a, a not only a willingness right there might be a site that's willing but they're not ready for it you have Got to it. be ready okay you have to, so I call it a willingness and a readiness, and um, our DMOs since you know we're at Esto here you know our DMOs have been critical to that model and we went to them early on um, the MACBB and said hey, we want to do this. We know you're critical, just like Pure Michigan was critical, you know, and are you in? And they're all like, we're in, you know, Gaylord is coming to Detroit. Detroit's going to Traverse City, you know, like the UP is going, you know, so it didn't matter where it was. And they, we were going to do an RFP process at first and they, MACBB came to me and said, you know what? We like that you just pick it because we know you're Switzerland. Like we know you're, you're yes. board yeah, representing yeah. Yes. the industry. We don't want this political. And maybe the site that needs it the most is the one that would not have the ability to do an RFP and, and do the formal process. And it was a teachable moment for me because I'm like, oh my gosh, you're right. Like, think, I, I'm grateful every moment for that because it really made the difference. Our board decides. So what we say is, hey, anybody who knows of sites that are willing and ready, right, and can have the conversation, the next step, let us know. We use the Department of Natural Resources to be a base of that because again, they had the 250 sites that had the big deficit. So they have made a financial commitment to our organization to anytime we're on DNR lands, which are public lands, right? They are, and they are important to visitors. They are important to residents of the state. They're a big part of what Michigan does. And they're critical to the tourism process, which as an educator, you know, I've been wanting everybody to be together as this one cohesive happy family forever including our park systems whether they're city parks or county or state parks um 
And so, so with that, they come to us always with, okay, we've got a couple sites that are willing and ready, right? Um, park managers are, are ready to take on the challenge. And then we try a year in advance to get the next place we're going. So we already know where we're going next year as our big project. We do a lot of half day, sure, um, yeah. full day, but our big yep. projects are two days. It's part familiarization tour. We want the industry to be educated about the destination and the region and then part volunteerism, right? So have, you know, a full day of volunteering, a full day of learning, growing, networking, right? But those, we only, we only do one of those a year. And then we do a bunch of other half day and full day, um, no fam tour kind of thing. So now, so, Patty, Patty, you've been kind of in this space for obviously for a decade, right? Doing this for, for 10 years, as you said, you pinch yourself. And, and I'm interested as somebody who taught for a long time myself, I'm wondering if, and, and maybe you can't yet, maybe this will be something down the road, but I'm wondering if you could maybe put some form around how Michigan Cares for Tourism has changed the way that you teach in the classroom. You know, it's changed for the best reason because I'm, I feel super connected to the industry. So I'm super connected to the real life issues and problems that our industry is facing. You know, I never wanted to be a four Walmart or a four wall, um, yeah. Uh, educated yeah. that I never right. left the ivory tower, you yep. know, like yeah, that yeah, scared yeah. Yes. me actually. And, I, and yeah. when I say I've been doing this for 32 years and I go, Oh my gosh, how could I be doing this? But I never left the industry. Now I feel like I'm in the industry and educating like to get like together. So it's made, I think everything I teach incredibly real. I teach community-based learning models. I teach marketing and research. Those are my two super yep. passions and all of my students do real life projects. So during COVID as an example, we did 28 different visitor research studies for 28 different CBBs wow. in the state. For That's free. awesome. Yeah. The only reason I could do that is because I've built a relationship now with different CBBs as part of Michigan Cares. So I could say to them, hey, you guys, COVID is so horrible for everybody. And the only thing I know how to do is marketing and research. Like, let, let me do with my students free visitor study for all of you. Anybody who wants to do it. And 28 of them took us up on that. So I keep saying, I can't wait to do a puzzle because I haven't done one yet for COVID because we, <laughs> we had a chance. But I say it's only because of Michigan Cares. So yes. every one of my students for the last two years worked directly with a CBB on their visitor study that they had never done before. And I go, oh, yeah, love my job, right? Like, how lucky am I? But the same thing I would say when I teach marketing, my students have to do real marketing plans. And guess who they're going to do them with? They're, you know, they're going to sites they know that have need and interest but sites i know so it it's made me and allowed me um first of all i, I love my job even more because I, i'm with all the people i care to serve yeah people go what do you do for a living i go i'm a university professor and they, they go oh you know and i go no you know my job is i get to move the industry forward that's my job description and i yep. get to do it through education but i get to do it through service and i get to do it through scholarship i love research i love you know but Michigan Cares gave me the platform, right, to really make a full educator life. Like I, I, yeah, I don't know what I'd do without it, to be honest. That's awesome. All right, Patty, people are listening to this podcast. They want to learn more. Where do they go and what do they do? Well, first of all, I want them to be part of our million dollar year. This is, this is our 10th year. We have given a million dollars of value to the 42 different sites we've worked on, whether half day or multi-day. Um, in Michigan in our next event, September 11th and 12th, Cambridge Junction in the Irish Hills of Michigan, super historic, mid 1800s, 
unbelievable area right next to MIS. It's connected by land. It's crazy. So we want people to come volunteer there. It's open registration. Um, we want them to experience our multi-day event. It's the first one since COVID for multi-day that we've been able to do. Awesome. And um, we want that. It's at michigancaresfortourism.org. Um, there's the full agenda for what we're going to do for two days as well as registration. Um, so we want the industry to come join us. And we want all those people at Esto from other states to come join us. Because I made that invitation last night and my new best friends are from West Virginia because they want to know how we do our model. And I'm like, oh, people, we, we're ready to share it. We know it's a competitive advantage for us. Like, you know, hey, I'm, absolutely. We're all about that. So so we hope people will first come volunteer. Also on our website, though, we do a publication called Michigan Giving, where we tell we learned because of this experience, all these amazing stories of what the industry was doing out of their own generosity. So we just are about to launch publication of our sustainability edition, where we got to tell 20 different stories and make podcasts for us the first time um, on the industry, like the Detroit Zoo does an amazing job with their sustainable energy. Yeah, like, they do. Yeah, we learn so much. So we want to be storytellers to the industries about their generosity because we don't tell, we, we don't brag about it. So I'm going to brag about you all. You are amazing. And so we do that. That publication is on our on our website. And um, and just know industry. I want them to know we're focused on the future. We've, we're working on a partnership with charter schools. We're going to bring high schoolers into our volunteer projects. We want to teach them about the powerful, wonderful tourism industry and get and address some of the issues we hope that um, will help. And that's um, with manpower and some of all, all the challenges our industry is facing with having enough people, skilled, qualified, high quality people to do the job. So, so we're working on that. And, you know, we're, it's, it's more than just these volunteer events. And because of their donations to us, zero based budget, if the industry doesn't help fund it or other providers, it doesn't happen. So because of their generosity, we're able to do those other things. Um, awesome. and, and move it that way. So, all right. Well, Patty, thank you so much for the time. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful week, and I can't wait to catch up after your uh, event in September. Well, Eric, you need to be there. I'm just saying. We would love to do a little live remote. I would love to do that, yeah, and then let's catch up afterwards. All right, right, my friend? Thanks for your time so much. Take care. Take care.